Hi, and welcome back to Weekly Dev Tips. I'm your host, Steve Smith, a.k.a. Ardallis. This is episode 72 with guest John Papa. John's going to be talking to us today about a new utility from GitHub, uh, which is their uh, command line interface. Is that right? Yes, it is. Do you want to introduce yourself real quick and just let people know who you are and what you do, and then we'll, we'll get into your tip? Sure. Uh, I'm John Papa. I work for Microsoft currently. Today is my five-year anniversary, oddly. Oh, congratulations. Thank you very much. We scheduled this five years ago just to make sure that this was the day that we met to do the tip. Yes, uh, definitely. Number for developer relations. I've been a web developer for almost 25 years, uh, pretty much since the web was around. So maybe 22 or three years, to be honest. Uh, and I've been playing around quite a bit with GitHub uh, CLIs. And recently I was... I was writing these like tutorial steps for people at my office on how to do a whole Git flow for this one process that we do. And in it, there was like, do this command with CLI, then go to the website for github.com and then open a PR and press these buttons and scroll and click, then go back to the CLI and back and forth, back and forth. And I said, you know, I've heard about this new GH CLI that is in beta for GitHub. And I wonder if it has additional features or if it's just a wrapper around the git command. And I discovered to my pleasant surprise very quickly that the GHCLI actually lets you do things that if you can do it with the git CLI, I didn't know it. Like you can actually fork a repo, clone a repo, create a repo all from your CLI. So, uh, I've done some of that with Git, but I haven't done like forking, for instance, I would never do from Git because I don't think you can do that. I think you need to have the GH one to do that, right? Yeah. I mean, let's be honest. If you can do it with the, this, uh, the normal GIT Git CLI, I don't know either. But with GH, I mean, in kind of showing the article here I wrote about this, which spawned our conversation, you can even do things like um, create an issue right from, and I found this useful because like, you know, sometimes you're in the mode and you're typing and you're coding. You're like, man, I just ran into a bug. I'll log that later, and that never right. happens. Yeah, and then you forget. So now you can actually write gh issue create, and then just get some text, and boom. It's kind of like a little to-do. Just get out of my way. Right. Uh, and you can create an alias for that if yourself, you know, if you want to just do it on your local machine. Uh, other stuff, which is cool, is like creating a repo. This is really helpful for me because there's been times where I'm like, I'm working locally, and I, I never created it up on GitHub yet because I wasn't sure if I was going to move forward with it. Or maybe I just didn't want it to be out there yet. And it can be kind of a pain to take a local repo and just push it up to GitHub. And if you have to create the GitHub and repo, uh, if yes. you create the repo in GitHub after you've created it locally, then trying to sync those things together is kind of tedious. So, so what I'm seeing, you're, sh you're sharing your screen, but our listeners can't necessarily see that. Um, the command would be gh space repo space create, and then the name of your repo. So it's, it seems pretty straightforward. Yeah, it is. And there's some caveats to this, at least that I've seen so far. And again, disclaimer of I've only been using this for a couple of weeks, so I don't know everything about it. But it seems like if you already have a repo, and let's say you've already get initialized it locally, I don't know if this will work exactly because this created a folder and it created a get initialized folder. So, so, so this had should, one of those. This ideally should be your first step. It should be, but what I did is I went through the steps that you said. I had a folder locally, and I get initialize it. What I effectively did is I just deleted the git folder, the .git folder in that right. thing. I redid this and just moved the files over, and everything was good. Sure. But it saved me from having to go to the browser, which I know it's not a you know awful thing, but every time I have to context change, it's a pain for me. Right. Uh, git repo view is big for me because a lot of times I'm like, oh, man, I rely on that address bar 
inside of the browser to remember where I've been. <laughs> sure. And if I, if it's, I start typing in like the repo, let's say it's called hello world. And if it doesn't show up, then I got to type the whole thing out. And, uh, but this is nice because you can say GH repo view and inside your terminal, if you're in whatever folder you're in, it'll actually launch the browser and open up that repository for you. Nice. And you could have an alias for that. That's like super small. So wherever you are, if you happen to be in a Git repo that's hosted on GitHub, you just run that alias and it just opens it up immediately. Yeah, I've created a bunch of two-character ones out of these already, like GV for view, for example. Sure. Um, the cloning was really nice. I found that um, to help out, but quite frankly, you can do that through Git as well. Right. That wasn't a huge new thing. Right. Uh, I should mention that a lot of these have a uh, flags, like uh, going back a little bit. When you create a repository, sometimes you don't want it to be private or public, so you can actually put, pass a flag in to say, hey, this thing should be a private repo or should be a public repo. Interesting. I wonder what it defaults to. I see this one, you've got a flag of dash dash public. I wonder if it's defaults is private. That'd be, we can certainly I'm sure that's in the docs. Us, but yeah. Yeah. And I, I don't trust defaults, Steve. I don't know about you, but especially well, they can always change, right? So yeah, <laughs> yes. especially in beta, but yeah, if you're and explicit I, about it, then, then, you know, and a lot of those default, a lot of those flags have aliases. So uh, if people aren't uh, familiar with it, a lot of the flags from CLIs, Two dashes, you spell out the whole word, like right. public or clone. Um, if there's a shortcut, it'll be a single dash and then usually a single letter. Right. If, if they're following the convention. Hopefully public or private, they don't use dash P. You would hope, yeah. So they probably just spell that one out just to avoid issues. I mean. Right. Um, and the reason they do a single letter, by the way, is uh, so you can stack them. So if there were like five flags, you could go dash A, B, C, D if those were all flags. Sure. And that's been around on Unix for... Forever. Yes. Forking was one that really helped me in the workflow I was in because there's a repo at work at Microsoft where we all had to fork it. And then from the fork, we then had to clone it. And then we had to do uh, pull it down locally. So we had to fork it to create a repo, clone it locally, and then do our work. Well, it was a nice. Lot, that's is, a lot of steps. It is. And it's all from the browser, right? Right. I mean, except the cloning. So you fork, you go over to your repo, you copy the, you press that button, hmm. that let you clone, you go down to your CLI, you type it in. And if you miss the fork step, or if you end up in the wrong repo that looks just like the correct one, you end up, you know, accidentally cloning the docs repo that Microsoft owns yes. instead of your fork of the docs repo or, or whatever the repo is. And that just puts you in a bad state. And if you think about writing these steps out, like that doesn't sound like a huge deal of actual work. Like you're talking 10 seconds versus like two, but the real thing was writing the steps out. It was go to this URL click on the fork button, choose the organization that you want it to be forked to, wait till it right. loads, go down to this button. It's like, oh my gosh. You know, so so many screenshots, it ends up being five pages long. Now I'm just like, type this. Yep. Uh, creating pull requests was another big one I liked. And I like the dash dash fill because I don't know about you, but creating a pull request, say GHPR for pull request, create. And there's a bunch of flags. Some of them for like, what's the title? What's the body? You know, all this other stuff. What's the label? Who's assigned to? You can do all that. But if you just want to create it quickly and fill that stuff in later, all you have to do is do GHPR create dash dash fill, and it will automatically fill in the, uh, the title and the body with information from the last commit. Sure. And, you, you know, and then you can just do GHPR view, and it will actually launch in the browser and look at it anytime you want to. Nice. So it's really, I found that one super helpful. I use that one a lot. 
And I put down here uh, at step eight, the help commands, because there's a ton of other stuff you can do. And I, I don't look at the docs that much, but I look at the help commands. Sure. Because the whole goal of this is to avoid having to pull up in your browser. So, Exactly. And there's only a couple of things you can do. Like there's after GH, you can follow with issue, PR, or repo, at least currently in the beta. Right. Uh, I don't use the issues ones as much only for creating an issue. But the PR and repo I do quite a bit. And the PR one, um, you can check out, create, list, as, um, status, view. I like the view one. And then, of course, there's, uh, there's still Git. So I've got a couple flows that I use where like I'll do that fork and then I'll do like an NPM install and then I need to do a commit. Well, there's no command for a commit with GH and I don't even know if you need one, you know? Sure. Cause you've got, you're still using Git. Yeah. So just commit locally with Git. So I actually toggle between GH and the Git CLI back and forth a little bit right now. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe that's a problem. I don't know, but. I don't know. I mean, would it make sense for GH to be an alias for all Git commands? I'm not sure that would be a good thing or not. I think it's probably it's probably fine to use both. It's worth saying too that GH came about. This is a little confusing. I learned about this recently. I knew about a tool called Hub. Have you heard of that CLI? I'm not sure. I knew I knew there was a previous GitHub CLI, and I think I'm just yes. thinking of the GH one because it's been out for a while now, right? So Hub has been out for a while. There's a history on this, by the way. So I knew of Hub, which was the one I think you're referring to. And uh, that one is being replaced by GH now. And they even list that in their docs. Okay. But I was talking with somebody else the other day who said, wait a minute, Hub, there's actually an older Hub. (laughs) And the older Hub CLI wasn't owned by GitHub. And then GitHub created Hub, their own, and took over that CLI. Mm. which is the one that's available today. Okay. And now with GH. (laughs) So there's a history about it. There's actually a blog post. If you're really interested in reading it, you can look at it at the GitHub CLI docs. They actually mention hub somewhere in here. Okay. Um, I'm not that interested in it, but if you are or anybody else listening is, they can go check it out. Um, But here's the documentation on their site. Uh, There's a GitHub page for it. The actual page to go to is cli.github.com. All right. Which makes it look and feel more official, right? And you can like learn about the overview. Um, there's actually a Google form, which is a feedback form. They're asking for people who try it out to give them feedback. Uh, I've always loved the GitHub team, and now they're part of Microsoft. Obviously, I work for them, disclaimer, but I feel like when companies give you this feedback form, I feel like I should give feedback because... If they're actually going to listen, this is great, you know? Right. As opposed to wait till the whole thing's released. Yeah. And, and you know, even if they don't give you that, uh, usually Twitter these days people will listen to, if only to try and keep a lid on bad PR, right? So, yeah. you know, they'll be, they'll be there. But I agree with you. If they're, if they're willing to listen and they, you know, act like your feedback matters in, in a way other than that's good feedback, right? And then ignore you. Um, you know, I think that that's definitely... A, a Thanks for the feedback, Steve. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's like at Disney World. Have, have a Disney day. <laughs> what do you mean so, by that? So on the, on the PR, I'll, let me ask you a quick question. If you haven't used it before, it's fine. But as, a, as an open source project owner, I often will get pull requests from others in the community to my uh, repo. If I want to be able to easily check out their pull request off of their branch, 
right now it's it's something I generally have to look up to see what what to do to check that out because it's not something I do all the time and it's not checking it out from my repo. Would GHPR check out and then like a number do that? Do you know? Have you tried that? Uh, yes. So hold on, I'm just I'm, I haven't used it on this computer yet. I have like three computers. Yep. So I'm just authenticating. So if people are watching, they're seeing me authenticate with it. And now I'm looking at it. So when I ran uh, GHPR status, you can see this particular one uh, doesn't have any for me, created by me, or on the current branch. Okay. But if you did something like, and let's just make this visual. If I go up to Peacock and GitHub. Right. And what is this? This is my uh, open source project, which colors VS Code. Okay. Uh, and there's a bunch of pull requests, which are automated ones, but they're still pull requests. So like 376, for example. Yep. So you can do GHPR, and let's just use the help command to see what happens. And it says you can check out, create, list, status, view. List means list and filter pull requests. Yeah, so you can do a list of it. So GHPR list would show me all five of those. Right, and you want, yep, same list, okay. Which I wouldn't have had to go to the browser for if I knew that command existed. We both, <laughs> we both just learned something. <laughs> um, so if you want to check out like one of those, you, you pick one, you would just okay. give it the number and then you would be able to yeah, test PH, that locally. PR, then check out, because we learned a checkout was a command. Yep. So, or like that, and then it looks like number, UL, branch, and then you can use flags. Uh, this one doesn't have any flags. It would literally just be check out and then what three seven six or something. I'm sure. Gonna something on this repo, so I won't. But okay. Yeah. Um, but then again, VS Code does that with the GitHub extension. That's you know that you can download too. So. Yeah, that's true. It does make it pretty easy from the from the code UI. I, I really like Visual Studio Code for just managing GitHub. I like it a lot better than Visual Studio's uh, source control tooling. It's so, it's very nice for that. Let's try to create a repo real quick just to see what happens. All right. So we're over here. I'm in a play folder. Yep. Everybody should have one. <laughs> and we'll just type in gh repo. And let's say I forgot what the commands were. I do help. We can see clone, create, fork, or view. All right. I'm hitting command K just to clean it out. Uh, gh repo. I'm going to go John Papa because you might have more than one org. And you're running this on a Mac, but of course all these things work on the Windows as well. Yes. Oops. Did I just create it? I hit enter by accident. <laughs> uh do 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 Roger can be supplies an argument in the following formats. Yep, GH repo. Oh, I forgot to put create, I think. Or clone. Let's see. Right, you didn't give it a command. You just gave it a repo name. Ah, I found a bug in my article then. So it's create, right? Well, let's go back and look. Oh, you're GH right. Repo help. Yeah. GH repo. Oh, you put fork after in your article. Maybe that's is that what it should be? Yeah, we'll type it real quick and find out. Let's call this one Steve Tips. Steve. Typo. You're, well, it will never work that way. You know that. GH <laughs> <laughs> repo create Steve Tips, and let's clone it just to see if it actually uh, yep. All right. does so. Unknown flag clone. Okay, so clone. You can't do there. Oh, it's because that's on the fork command. Mm, right. So this one will actually create it. You don't need to clone it because you're going to have a local version. That's right, exactly. so asking you right there. All right, cool. Now, do you want a local project directory for this? Sure. Yes is the default. Now, if we go into Steve, yep. we can see that we've got a Steve folder. There looks like there's nothing there. If I open this up in VS Code, I'll bet you we see a, uh, it's been git initialized though. Meaning like... Uh, they don't have a .git folder. Yeah, which is hidden right there, but yeah. Yeah, okay. 
If you do an so, ls dash al or something on here, it's a, shouldn't it show it to you? Uh, should, and we should be able to do ghrepo view. And now notice it opens up in the browser. It's nice. private by default. So there okay. it shows you the default is private. Excellent. Cool. All right. Well, that's an awesome tip. I think that's enough for one episode. Thanks a lot for uh, being on the show, John. Is anything you're working on right now that you want to share before we uh, wrap it up? Yeah, I've been working on uh, quite a bit, actually, with uh, Learn Modules for Azure. And I just wrote a Learn Module, which is a uh, self-paced tutorial for 45 minutes up at uh, docs.microsoft.com slash learn. And it's awesome. all about moving Express to Azure Functions. Cool. That's great. I'll make sure to include all those uh, links and resources and the, uh, the repos and the docs and the article in the uh, show notes for this week. Um, awesome. Thanks, everybody. This has been another episode of Weekly Dev Tips. Stay subscribed, and next week we'll share another great tip.